Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Time for the episode of Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. The Nobs and Thousands, Jacob the Audio Guy. That's right. We're preaching fun. Oh, I can do it together. We're preaching fun. No, I didn't do it right. All right. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep plowing ahead, guys. We'll get that. We'll get hey, that. Hey, Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream I said we'll social? keep plowing ahead. Yeah, I'd love. <laughs> oh yeah, old airplane throat. How you doing, guys? I'm a little tuckered out. I'm a yeah, little tuckered I'll out, Papa You are, dude. But uh, yeah, so I I um, I, uh, I opened for Piff the Magic Dragon in Indianapolis. You did uh, uh, this weekend, specifically Hill Bill. Specifically Hill Bill did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my uh, my hillbilly character, and uh, uh, it went well. It went well. Good. Um, I loved it. Oh, loved good. It. Loved it. I saw a couple of pictures from it. They looked really fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, Piff. Draws. So we did four shows for like, you know, probably houses, yeah, yeah. two hundred people. Yeah, yeah, pretty much every show. That's great. At a comedy club, yeah, yeah, at a comedy club called Morty's. Morty's in Indianapolis, run by a man named Bowers. Good. And uh, it was the full comedy club treatment. The owner of the club comes pick you up from the airport. Nice. And you're like, oh, this is like this is what every comic describes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm finally doing it. I uh, I love doing Hillbill for strangers. Oh, that's true. Like I, it's I, kind of the first experience doing that. Yeah, like and something that, like you know you like I always say like if I, I'm interested in a show I go to see it without knowing anything about it because right. it's written for me to walk in the door, and Hill Bill is written you know like I, I write that character to to introduce myself right sure and to and to get it going or whatever, and uh, my accent or lack of an accent or whatever is is having no one compare me to Matt Donnelly talking, then it's just how I talk. Yeah, so there's no difference there, right? So it's great. It's really lovely. Nice. And like uh so and then afterward as an opener you hang out and do like the do you want a photo? Do you not want a photo thing? Sure. Thing. And as you're dressed in overalls and dressed like a big idiot, you don't really care. Right. It's not like if I was Matt Donnelly, I think I'd be a little like, I hope I, I hope you like me, but I was like, You don't like this fucking hick, I don't give a shit. Yeah. So it's like it's kinda nice. And then, <laughs> so the owner of the club was always driving everybody around, driving me around everybody right. around. And I was laughing because um uh like both nights there were scoops in the house. Good, and they wanted to. Um, uh, yeah, let me stop right now and just say thank you, uh, scoops. Thank you, everybody who's listening to this oh. podcast. Um, just thank you, thank you, because everything I'm doing right now, everything I'm talking about, I, I don't think for a second I for, that I ever take for granted that it's because of this podcast and our listeners. Yeah. You know, even the uh, the crowdfunder, like there's a lot of hillbill T-shirts in the crowd uh, at the shows. You right. know, and. Uh, and they, you know, most of those people got it because they, because they backed, the, that means they backed the, uh, the, the crowdfunder, right? Right. And so, like, crowdfunding, like, 101 is, like, assemble the most monstrous email list you can assemble. Yes. Right? And then step two is, like, hit up friends and family. Right. Right? And I didn't do either of those things for Hillbill. Yeah. Because of the listeners of this podcast and Penn Sunday School, you know? And so now I'm I'm traveling, you know, and opening up the comedy clubs for strangers and stuff like that, and it's it's really exciting. Right, it's really fun. So I just want to say thank you to that. Now, so this guy is driving me around. So I was laughing because like like where do you want to go drink? And everyone's like, oh, and 
it's so funny because I'm out with Piff, right? And so Piff doesn't even drink at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Piff's not even going out after shows. You know, <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. And everybody is always, you know, and this happens when you tour with other people and I've been on other like little tour stops. They're like, oh, you're here. We got to show you the places. And you're like, I want to entertain and I want to go to bed. You know, yes. like, if we can hang out, great. But like, also, I was like, where are you drinking? I was like, uh, is that a bar? Uh, am I pointing at a bar out the window there? They're like, yeah, I'm like, there. That's where let's, I want to go. Let's go to that right show. There, yeah. Um, and I'm laughing because. You don't um, have to take me to the best bar in town. Right. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. To, let's go to the closest bar in town. Yeah, yeah. Do they have uh, whiskey and beer there? I'm fine to hang out anywhere. Yeah, you know, um, as as our, as our karaoke uh, bar will will tell you, <laughs> we <laughs> have very discriminating tastes <laughs> as to where we will after party. <laughs> the after party has to be next door to what I can only assume is a terrible strip club. <laughs> That's what I should and have I asked. can't know about it beforehand. Yeah. I, can't, I cannot know, no. or not even beforehand. I can't know about the strip club while we are there. Yeah, I can't find out the strip club until after I leave, like yes. Kentucky. That place could not have been sketchier if it was drawn by a courtroom artist. <laughs> <laughs> that that fucking place. We are talking about a place that none of us remember the name of. No, but it was in Lexington, Kentucky. Holy fuck! I didn't see a name on the club. There was a name, please, because it, it was, was called something. Because we all went, we all rallied everyone to it, right? And uh, oh, right, and right, right. Asked, you're right, you're we right. We had asked. The, it was Joe's Karaoke Bar, or some something shit like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like two nights before, when we got there, we asked the person at the ho- at our hotel wh- where places go to go. And SJ, SJ was with us, my wife, and uh, she had Yelped places and just found this bar on Yelp. And the guy at the desk was like, "Oh no, don't go there." <laughs> when I mentioned it, that when I mentioned that place right. to him, he was like, "Yeah, don't go there." That guy was right. <laughs> I had to. It was like just drink in your room before I you was, go there. I, there were people getting frisked outside. Yes. Oh frisked. yeah. There's armed people at the door. Yeah. Oh, out of I, hand. And I was like, "This is adorable." I was like, right. "I was." I basically was like, "I wish I could have held up like a white privilege card." <laughs> Because like, we did not get frisked. Yeah, I was. I basically was like, I'm. I'm the oldest person here. Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, uh, and so they did not pat me down. But um, yeah, so we, no, this place was not. Uh, this place was called Drakes. Good. It was a big sports bar. Drakes Great. or drinks. Drakes. Oh, like a duck. Drakes. Although, although drinks would be a good name for a bar. Drinks. Just drinks. Yeah. Drinks. You guys want to go to meet me at Drinks? We call D R A N K S. Drinks, drinks, purple drinks. Let's make a purple sign to call it. Purple building. I'm going purple drink. Um, so yeah, so we were there, but uh, uh, the guy insisted on uh, uh, driving me from the club to the okay the, the fifty yards. All right. Oh no, thing, you know. <laughs> and then in that time, after the after I did four shows, that uh-huh. went very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, I don't know why you need the act, man. I don't know why you need. I don't know why you need to do the whole hillbilly thing, and just and the more I like, and he wouldn't even let me answer. Like I went to answer twice, and he cut me off, right? And just kept like burying himself more and more, <laughs> and kept saying it and saying it, and like just all these other things. And Piff and, wasn't with you at this point. No, first off, yeah, because he was not turning to Piff and being like, "Also, I don't know why you need the dragon thing." <laughs> That's it. Right. I was like, I was like, yeah. John and his regular puppy. Yeah. Why, <laughs> right. why, why are you doing a bit? That's like, why are you doing a bit? Like specifically opening this for... This Englishman and his dog. Yeah, so ridiculous. Specifically opening for... Uh, uh, I don't know why you need For a, a dragon. It's very nice to be in character. <laughs> sure. But, 
I mean, it was fun. So Piff had stuff for me to do in his show. Good. Which was a blast. And one of them is, like, it's just a great cue. This is just, I have no other job except, like, he um, he outs, uh, he'll find a couple and he outs them for being uh, the guy have, coming up with a lame gift for her. Okay. And and when that happens, the just music just plays. It goes like shame, shame, shame. And my job is to be the third person to walk out with a flashlight and flashlight at him in his face. Mm-hmm. So Pip flashlights him in his face. <laughs> then his showgirl Jade comes Jade, out, yeah. flashlights him in his face, and then I come out and flashlight him in the face. And I say that because I'm dressed like Hill Bill still. Right. And so as soon as I come out, they laugh that the opener <laughs> is coming out to sure. do it as well. So it gets a reaction. Like, that alone is like, if I was just one of his regular Yeah, the opener people, doing it is funny. Yeah. yeah. It gets a bit. It gets a bit, it's you know. Bit. The opener dressed like a hillbilly. It's a fucking bit. And then he reconciles the couple, and we and, the, sure. and he blesses them. He has them hold Piffle's paws. <sighs> Good. Yeah. And so then he normally had, uh, you know, his, uh, his other uh, people uh, do, like, this water... Uh, Flick water out of this like sacred bowl kind of thing, like okay. a benediction. But I said, like, I'm Hillbill. Can I do it out of a solo cup? And he's like, Yeah. And so I came out with like a paintbrush and a solo cup, and I'm just <laughs> flicking water on the dude. It was a blast. I was like, oh, I got a comedic cue. Fun, I got a bit. Man. Yeah, that's awesome. A good, that's a good bit. It was so funny. It's so Piff show is so fucking. Funny. So the owner is the owner telling you that, that I you don't need Hillbill. Yeah, I don't need. I, yeah, he's like, you're funny on your own. You barely did any Hillbill stuff except for the top. And I was like. I'm doing a truncated version of my show. I'm doing yeah. a 20 minute version of my show. You're, like, seeing, I'm not... you're seeing a quarter of it. <laughs> exactly. And not even. Like... Yeah. And then I was laughing because I sat down and then. You haven't even seen Heel Bill. And then I sat down. Exactly. I was like, what do you see? The sock puppet and the showgirls. <laughs> um, Why do you think one? <laughs> Wait till you see Heel Bill, Jill Bill. I basically was like. The chickens. <laughs> the, the Billy Dancers. Beauregard. Yeah. I sat down and there was like, exactly. Matt Donnelly chicken. Who cares? Yeah. So I sit down and um, I mean somebody does. He uh, he sees um, all the scoops there yeah. at the bar with the scoop uh, hats on with hillbill hill shirts. shirts on. Yeah. And he goes, "What the fuck? I've been doing comedy for nine years. This is like you, you've been doing a show for like two months, and you got like fans. What the fuck?" And he goes, "I'm not gonna lie to you. You said something about like, oh, you got a lot of people coming to see you in the show tomorrow night, and uh, you were I like, didn't believe yeah, right. you. Yeah. Right." <laughs> Like, I don't oh, believe you. Most times, most times, an opener says, "I've got a lot of people coming." Yeah. That means like five. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean like for real. Yeah, that, it's, that means five it's people. True. Yeah. It's true. We don't. I get, worked in comedy clubs. That means five people. We do not get braggadocious about this show. No, we are l- super lucky with our listeners. A hundred percent. Short scoops are the greatest goddamn community. You guys support yeah. us in ways no people you, can't believe how much. Support we get. No, and, and it is, um, and for you guys listeners, and for, especially for the people who came out, thank you, because it is significant. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Getting to open for Piff is a big fucking deal. Right. Sure. Right? And uh, uh, especially this young in my magic, dumb. Early start. Uh, I believe dumb is the right dumb. word. Dumb is definitely the word. Um, magic dumb, dumb, dumb. You know, but for me, like, you want to be, you want to be good, it mm-hmm. would be step one. But that actually became step two. Like step one is that I sold f- fucking tickets. Yeah, like a lot of scoops came out and bought tickets, and they noticed that, right? Of course, they noticed that. And then, and then they're a comedy club in Indianapolis, and then, <laughs> they notice when people buy tickets. <laughs> yep. And then Piff and Jade noticed, and Piff and, and Piff and Jade both also say the same thing, which they've always said because of Piff coming on this podcast, mm-hmm. which is like anytime your podcast listeners come out, they are so nice, right? They because love. our podcast listeners also go to Piff shows when he's yes. touring mm-hmm. on his own with without Hillbill. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But I'm so sorry, like, they, they oh. are familiar with the Scoop community. Our so community like, is the greatest. So basically, I was like starting ahead. Like all I had to do was be good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Really, just not be terrible. Right. Yeah. 
And I only fucked up one trick once. Right, majorly. right. Show up, not totally. But show I still your find ass. a comedic bit out of yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Get it. But it was fun. And uh, uh, but uh, no, uh, yeah. And so, <laughs> so this guy's like, yeah. Betsy Boop Scoop bought tickets to the wrong night, so uh, they bought two. <laughs> Betsy Boop Scoop bought two tickets. <laughs> Holy shit, Betsy, Betsy, <laughs> that's too much support. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So. Uh, he's telling me I don't need the hillbilly like that. I'm funny on my own. And I was like, I turned, I told the story to the scoops right, right after he walked away from God and I told him that story. And I said, you know what? I've been trying to make money as Matt Donnelly for a lot of years. <laughs> I was like, that guy does not know what he's talking about. I can tell you right now, Matt Donnelly does not move tickets like this thing. I mean, I, and he's the second person to express it. Another magician has reached out to me and said like, why don't you try doing it on your own? Do it and in I a tux was, and a top hat? <laughs> but I was like, one, I mean, authentically, like to find my voice, right? Sure. Like, uh, would take a long time. Yes. You know, and for like, anytime a magician pulls out a prop, pulls out a trick, if it feels like it shouldn't be in their hands, it sticks out like a sore thumb, right? Okay. And, just, and so, like, you kind of you don't realize it. It's kind of like when, uh, when people in improv false yes and, where they pretend to know what they're talking about and they don't, mm-hmm. and you don't know why, but just a cold comes over the room, yep. and the audience just disengages. Same thing when you're like, hey, I happen to have these movie posters that I collected from when I was a kid. And if you're like, I don't believe that guy would collect movie no, posters. You, you kind of go like, oh. And all you end up doing is trying to like just working the trick out ahead of time. Right. Or you're just uncomfortable predicting the trick. When you pull out shit, it seems like you just have it on you. There's something you would have on your on your person. Then it, then it goes super well. You mm-hmm. know, like it just, you, you stay ahead of the audience. It gives you a ton of stuff to pull from. And you exact, and who, what other hillbilly magicians are there? <laughs> I don't know. This is it. Like, yeah. there's plenty of magicians. Yeah. There's plenty of, like, like, here comes magic blah, blah. Yeah. Here's magic doo-doo. And there's a fun thing that Piff gets I mean, to don't do. Don't talk bad about him, though. He's good. Magic, magic doo-doo, doo-doo is, is pretty good. Yeah, he's solid. He's magic legit. doo-doo is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm magic doo-doo. I mean, the reason, the reason his name comes up is because he's just been around magic for... He's, he's an institution. <laughs> Some <laughs> Indian total... In- magic doo-doo. Uh, no, it's... A- um, so, Thank uh, you for coming to my show. Come again. I uh, and there's also this fun thing that gets to happen, and uh, which which uh, Piff does, and I do. When you're doing magic in character, you can actually make fun of magic, sure, as you do it, and and it's and it's just like it's it's all like wrapped in the character, so you're like okay, do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, <laughs> because because David Copperfield cannot be like. Yeah, <laughs> he can't. He can't. David Copperfield does not get to say, "Aren't I silly?" Right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. because he's not in his character. He does not get to play silly. Yeah, no. yeah, and it's just like he can't have any yeah. fun. And the one thing I really, and again, like I, I was doing, like, learning from Piff too. Which, but it's like it's like you know, I don't sit there and celebrate. Like, look at my powers, right? You right, know, right. look at isn't it amazing? I That's pulled it. that off. You, you don't. You don't bask in the hey yeah. magic, huh? And, and I've been asked to write for other people or get writing pointers to other people. And the first thing I do is take the edge off of anything that's self-aggrandizing. Right. Sure. Like, I was like, the, if, if the trick works, it'll speak for itself. And what you want to do is distract them. You want to go somewhere else so that they don't re- – they're not sitting there just waiting for the trick to end. Right. And to prove yourself correct. How much you know? more distracting can you get than hillbilly? <laughs> <laughs> than ripping duct tape off your chest. Right. right. Uh, which I close with every night, which is fun. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I was like, and I was like, how, 
How do I get out of this conversation? I've been doing this for 30 years and failing miserably. <laughs> Let me tell you how it's done. I've been doing this for 30 years, as you can tell by my abode in Indianapolis. Right? <laughs> it's like, dude. Uh, well, I mean, probably, too, he looked at it and was like, I live next to you. Yeah. There are four guys just like you down oh, yeah, the yeah, street. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a little different out here in Vegas. And I love it, yeah, because like even like Piff and Jade were just talking to me about other dates coming up, and they're like, Great. they they get it. They're like, you should play these, you should play the South. Like it's not like you're offensive. They're, they're like, it's people fun. lead it up. Yeah, yeah. No, they're like it's just not, go. Yeah, not making fun. It was tough, man, because it went well. So I said, you know, yeah. Piff wants to talk about more dates. So I'll just say that. Which is great. And that's Good. nice. Uh, he offered me a date right away that I can't take because of the new gig. Oh no. Because uh, as soon as I did this piff gig, they kind of like what? What is going on? Give me all your dates, every single date. Yeah, you know. And so like it's very much it's going to be all hands on deck until this show opens, right. kind of thing. Uh, it was in uh, Jersey. I I Bummer. want to hear uh, off air. I want to hear detailed conversation about how piff took you uh, not being able to do his <laughs> dates because of that gig. Yeah, that is definitely off air conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some history there. Because Piff, Piff wants you to do his dates. But, but Jersey, I, huh? I could have played Jersey, yeah. Ah. Oh, that sucks. Oh, yeah, we'll go play like, Jersey later. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there'll be another time. There'll be another time. So I've worked for, I've worked for comedy clubs before. Yeah. I, I've, I've, not as a comedian, obviously, but as a technician running the, running the clubs. And it is so funny that you're talking about the owner doing that. Because I have seen the comedy club owners. They, anytime you put a comedy club owner next to either the host Opener or featured act. Yeah. Anyone who is not the headliner. Yeah. That's what they do. They give pointers. All they do is give pointers. Yep. As though those people are there to just be like, teach me, oh, mage. Yeah. <laughs> and I now, su- if, if I'm ha- sure that there, are, that there are people out there, you, uh, young comedians and whatnot, that want that advice. Yeah. It always people very mean much- well, I'm sure. Of course they do. Uh, but it always very much seemed to me, especially because the main comedy club that I worked at was the Laugh Factory yeah. uh, in, in Vegas here, which is a comedy club that's – it is only populated by professional magicians. The only uh, – uh, magicians, comedians. Yeah. The only people that work that room are people who make a living doing comedy. Right. Including the openers and features and hosts. Right. But they all make a living doing comedy. Yeah. And I would watch the owner doing this, and, and the owner was the owner of that club was a, a very well respected comedian. And he would do this, and I would just sit there thinking, like, I don't think this guy wants to hear about it. <laughs> this guy's just trying to sit in the green room and and like have a glass of tea right now, you know. And I would, and I, I did, you know, I did take pointers from Piff, but sure. there is, about doing magic in a comedy club is different, you know. Yes. So I, I definitely cut like the. It's very of, different like, doing mag- magic in a comedy club than it is doing magic on a brick stage in front of 900 seats. <laughs> very. Very different. Um, Some of which are even populated by people. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, I took pointers from Piff, and I would have taken pointers about that. Yeah. I would have, if it was like, hey, you know how ma- magic in comedy clubs, you got to be careful about this or. And we're up in that, and I, you know, I did do the most just comedically strong stuff, and didn't do too much else. I did, right? I was doing ropes because Piff told me to do that, mm-hmm. and that's probably my least comedic piece. Okay. But then Piff was like, "Open with that, start okay. with ropes, and then just build build comedy and mentalism as you go." 
And I was like, oh, like okay. It. Yeah. And I made that adjustment in the second night, and it worked very, very well. Nice. So, oh, so like you it, didn't open with it the first night? No, I opened with a typical opener with the toss. Gotcha. Uh, I tossed out the baseball cards. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, then that, that just became my second trick or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. was super fun. Of course, what's great about you doing ropes is you get to have the knife. That's exactly it. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I want the, I established the knife and it's really helpful. Yeah. Only one person tried to steal it in photo ops, which I was like, I actually would have, I would have guessed more. Of people like, being wise asses and grab it out of my, uh, grab it out of my. Oh, side okay. Pocket. Not like try to steal it and run away with it. No, 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 no. Got to get it. No, just try to get it. And uh, uh, one person, uh, this was, this was a beautiful thing. Uh, one, one lady uh, took the tossed out the the chest haired uh, ripped out uh, sweaty piece of black tape uh-huh. and put it right on her chest. All right, uh, on her shirt, and it was it was both both re- both of you are having accurate reactions. Jacob says gross, and Paul's going like okay, and that's exactly yes to both of those yeah. things. I was like, oh, that's interesting, and I was like, that's like that's also pretty pretty flattering. <laughs> <laughs> I find it less flattering. <laughs> you didn't tear the tape. Very off your flattering chest. for Indiana. I, I, I mainly. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not putting it in the right picture here. Get it, get it right there. Yeah, oh yeah. man, yeah. Uh, we're, uh, those they are, don't see tape. People recording this. We're, <laughs> we're recording this before the soup, the Super Bowl. Yes. Which, by the way, whoever came up with uh, "Superb Owl" has won. All I think in my head is "Superb Owl." It was on a. Um, <laughs> it was on a, a, a tram. Yeah, in I believe in Minneapolis. Uh, Minneapolis. Okay, it was one of those two those two piece trams. Yeah, and they put stick. They put a, a giant wrap on the side oh, of it. Oh, it actually happened by it's, accident. Yes, it, was, it oh, says hilarious. Super Bowl, but because of how the font was sized and everything, it says superb on the first one and then owl on the second superb one. Superb owl is so funny to me, and it has the number. It is silly, and so uh, I keep in my head almost always saying superb owl. Um, uh, but we're, we're, we're recording this before then, so we're obviously not going to yeah, talk yeah. about it. Talk so about the Patriots it, won. Because we can't. Um, I'll also go ahead and say I don't think they're going to win. You don't think this so? This is my gut. I don't know why. Yeah. I just have this gut no, feeling they're not going to win. But I, I don't have any money on the game. I, I have I have money on the game with uh, with friends. We, we yeah. made about uh, 15, 15 or twenty one dollar bets <laughs> with each other. And just ridiculous stuff. I love that. That's what I used to do in the old days. Is I would, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would do crazy. So I, I do bets. have I do have the silly Eagles plus uh, plus four and a half yeah. for a dollar <laughs> among a lot of other things. Well, that's like I used to do dollar bets with my comedy group watching the Super Bowl, and they weren't no none of them were sports fans. So it was right. my way of getting them to come over to my house and watch sports. Yeah, yeah. And I would laugh my ass off. I'd always rather laugh my ass off than anything else. Oh, my so, favorite thing! My favorite thing. What the, ruined it is actual betters. Yes. Actual oh, yeah. betters come in. They're like, no. What are the odds though? What do you want? Two to one? Two? I'm like, no. It's just a dollar. Dollar. It's a fucking it's dollar. A dollar. Just go dollar for dollar. No one wants to sit around and be like, it's like don't actually try to like fucking like slowly scam. Like eight bucks out of every person at my party, you right. know what I mean? Like, just just put dollar and dollar. And so that's what ruined my dollar betting party. That's always my thing. Is with at the casino, I want to know all that stuff, yeah. and I want to do all that stuff, and I want to I want to bet. Yeah. But with friends, I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. I don't want I don't want odds. I don't want any of that. Yeah. I just want like, uh, what are we betting? Five bucks? Great. We're betting five bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't want to hose anybody the, like that. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be actually like emotionally invested in the bets. I want to laugh if I win or laugh if I lose. Right. right. Like, oh, they did show her that wife before the other wife. You yeah. know? They did show that coach first, you know? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, they just mentioned are... Giselle for the ninth time. Yeah. Car commercial, beer commercial, things like that. I yeah. always do. Uh, we were talking about this before the thing. What do you think? You think uh, Timberlake's actually going to bust out the uh, Prince hologram? 
<laughs> Apparently, there's a rumor that I, first of all, I did not know that Justin Timberlake was uh, performing at halftime. Here's Paul, sad, Paul just informed me of that. Here's the sad thing about that, which I think, even though everyone's listening to this post post uh, Super Bowl, mm-hmm. um, it's sad to me that, like, basically, like slating Justin Timberlake to finally come back and do the Super Bowl after his Janet Jackson thing, that the world has not changed. Do you know what I mean? Like it seemed we, like it left. We it's talked just, about that. For, it's just yeah, Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, Timberlake gets a pass. Janet Jackson is still on the outs, right? And, and then, still... and then really, and then also like that came down. It came on down. That came down to Howard Stern. Everyone in radio started getting fined left and right after that. Like the FCC oh, really muscled right. up. Yeah. I mean, yep. It was a really horrible time. It was in awful. Media. I don't. Th- I don't think it was the, the FCC really muscled up. I think the FCC was empowered by. Th- I'm, I'm just. I'm just that's semantic. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's, semantic I'm saying the same thing there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. But it was, I, I don't think that it was Muscles a... give power, am I wrong? What the fuck's <sighs> going on? Why is Jacob tearing me apart? Muscles I... weigh more than fat, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say I don't think it was I just a... gained 30 pounds of muscle. <laughs> I don't think it was a reaction to that. I think, it, I think that was the first step in that. Oh, I think they got a lot more license after that. Um, yeah, maybe. I, think, I don't know. I think the rules are always in place. Sure. But I think they started, like... like I think well, it's they just took, like the way it it's just like the way they're uh, enforcing uh, deportation right now. That's a, exactly the laws right. are on the books. Right. It's just how heavy do you want to use that hammer? And that's what I'm saying. Like Justin Timberlake coming back, and maybe if he brings Janet Jackson out, and there's a kind of redemption thing. THC scoops his dicks out for Janet. And uh, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And uh, how great would be that great be? Great if she peels away just Justin Timberlake's oh, fucking so dick with a silver star around it. Oh. Now, Janet Jackson is a special guest for this halftime and, show. And one lone would herpes be the best that looks ever. just like yeah. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron D's nuts. Uh, I would like a Super Bowl. That's, Paul brings up a good point. I would like a Super Bowl halftime show of just uh, Justin Timberlake's uh, 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 current wife and ex-girlfriends. That's what I would like. Just just them. Who's he? He got married to, uh, what's her name? Jessica Biel. That's right. Yeah. Did he really? Biel yeah. appeal. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah he's... All he right. certainly doesn't. Uh, he's doing fine. He's he's always been doing fine on that department. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mickey Mouse Club fucking throwing a bang on, on Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah. Mm, cry me a river. And uh, is he Jessica Simpson for a while? I don't think so. Mm, is that somebody else? So. No, that was Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. Oh, different boy band. Guys, who's got all the fucking old celebrity gossip in their noggin, huh? <laughs> Apparently, what do you need? What do you need? <laughs> Anything from twenty years ago <laughs> on it. <laughs> Who did Jessica Simpson used to fuck? <laughs> There's uh, Nick Lachey. Her dad? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too far. Johnny Knoxville after that for a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, I guess really? so. When that, so. Uh, during the uh, Dukes of Hazzard Dukes days. Dukes of Hazzard days, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just a walk down memory lane. Uh, <laughs> and then Johnny Knoxville went, wait, you don't get oxygen to your brain. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> when Johnny Knoxville thinks you don't get oxygen to your brain, oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> Um, I read an article. It was kind of like a retrospective of the Jackass guys. Uh-huh. And it was sad. About where they're at now? Yeah. Oh, Well, shit. Bam Margera's not doing well. No. No, I hear bad things about him. Like, you know. Because well, he lost his buddy Dunn. Yeah, Ryan Dunn died. Yeah. And all of them have substance abuse issues. Sure. All of them Painkillers. Yeah, painkillers specifically. I mean, but I mean, if anyone's going to go Oxycontin, it's these kids. Well, that's what I mean. Like, and at the time, you didn't, you know, the opioid crisis now, we didn't see it coming then. It was so clear that they were just doing pancos to get those things, you know. Right. Well, Knoxville, he's just like half a man anymore. He's 
Yeah, he's the one who like made out the best, though. I guess. Yeah, he's. You know hanging, what I mean? He's, he's hanging in okay. Yeah, he's the one who's kept the ownership of stuff. He's made the most money, and he's had the most big, best career post Jackass. Uh, but the rest of them are just it's it's no. sad times. Well, but that's you know. Yeah. It's one of those things where like it's those stories of like if you get like. When you're young, you will take fame without money, which is what they got yes. initially. They, initially, they were so poor. It wasn't until the movie they made any money at all. Right? Really? Yeah. Okay. It was MTV, and they were, they were, remember this. Was, Jackass is a culmination of three different right. areas of like skater videos combined yep. into one project, mm-hmm. and they all were making fucking like like you know hundred bucks a stunt Diddly kind squat. of shit. Yep. You know. And then they finally got the money. So the, the fact that they were they were only rich and famous for a short time, and then some of them who didn't get on the high end of the movie. They had to go off and work, but they were still famous from MTV. So they're okay. just, they're they're like waiters and other things like that. And people are like, "Holy shit, you're the guy from whatever. What are you doing? Are you playing a prank right now?" And they're like, "No, I'm just working," you know, Ooh. and that kind of thing. And then your your friends are still famous and things like yeah, that. So like, tough. it's that's hard. Sheesh. Any you do not want fame without money. I'm telling you that right now. If you're a youngster out there, you think you do. You think if I just get famous, it'd be so fun. No, nope. and I can figure out how to make money. No. Because if you can't maintain it, then it's just so fucking embarrassing and you have to go back and do stuff. Um, That's why I'm just a writer. No one cares for a waiter again. (laughs) Um, Bad idea. I was remembering, have I told this story in the air? I don't know. It in my head uh, yesterday. And uh, I went out to, I remember a long time ago, I was like 19 or 18, 19, and... uh, I did a big road trip out in uh, California with some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Lorene, actually. Lorene ended up going to the director that we've had on or whatever. Right. When we, were, we were young, so we were on a big road trip with friends. And the, her aunt had a place in, like, Santa Barbara, so we, like, just went there. So it wasn't, like, an L.A. trip. It was more like we went up and down the coast kind of thing, like Big Sur, all the way down to Tijuana kind of thing. And um, one of the – I don't know. I don't even know what town this is in. It's been so long ago. Whatever town they have medieval times in. Uh, okay. Is it medieval times? It's not. I think is it Orange County? I don't it's know. It's got to be. I think so. It's not. I don't think it's in LA proper. But we went. We decided it's we just were, outside of Disney. I'm sure. I think so. Because that same thing going down in Orlando. Yeah. There's a medieval times right outside of Disney. Because we were just they driving. Kind of feed off that whole yeah. tourist zone. We were just driving, and um, uh, we saw medieval times. We're like we can go right, and so we killed time, and then we went to like medieval times that night, and boy, in a park. You've heard, you you've, as you've heard, I, I go I go nuts at the medieval times. Sure, We've, that's been established on this show. We cheered for our night like in uh, no other no other night. Mm-hmm. We got what, a is, whole what is the um, what is the current uh, adult ad- general admission price to medieval times? What would you guess the the price? Oh, shit. Is? is it near Disney Disneyland? It's uh, Buena Park, California. Um, forty five bucks. I would guess forty eight. Sixty three dollars. Sixty three dollars for chicken? Yeah. And no silverware? <laughs> no silverware. There was no silverware in medieval times, therefore there is no silverware in medieval times. <laughs> I hate you so much. That's that great bit from Janine Garofalo. Uh, yeah. She's so good with that. Cable Guy is the best part of Cable Guy. It's so funny. It still holds up if you this watch is, that part. Oh, that, that part yeah. is really funny. Yeah, <laughs> that part. <laughs> yeah, the whole oh, movie doesn't. Oh, but, but they served Coke in medieval times? <laughs> they had Pepsi? <laughs> Look, oh, they pal. had a contract. Look, pal, I'm just working here. <laughs> um... But and so like we were, we were hanging out outside and we decided that we were gonna treat continue to treat our night like a rock star. Okay. 
And so like we were just hanging out outside and really just I mean we were we were we were making fun of it all left and right, you know. Mm-hmm. The I- ironic enthusiasm kind of sure. thing. But out walks Yellow Knight in a Ooh. yellow t-shirt. Branding. In a yellow t-shirt. Yeah. So we were like, Yellow Knight! And it was like four of us. And uh, he was like, hey! And then like we went up and talked to him like he was a rock star, you know? And he's like, well, I'm going to go grab a drink. You guys want to go grab a drink? And we're like, yeah. He's like, uh, give, give you guys a, a ride. Uh, have you, some of you guys a ride in my pickup truck? I was like, yeah! <laughs> in the bed? And... Uh, and so, the truck. Yeah, so we went, this, night. We went to yeah, we went to the little bar next door, and he walked in. There's this fucking lady. What time was it then? Uh, I want to say like maybe nighttime. Nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> it was cut nighttime. <laughs> so we um we go in and and uh, and and she she knows his name. I refuse to 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 learn it. You just called him Yellow Knight. I called him Yellow the whole yes. night. And uh, I'm uh, disappointed that she called him by his name. Right, and he goes, "Hey, ma." But it wasn't his actual ma, but like that's what she's the ma to mm-hmm. all the knights. And they all go drinking there. And she's got like these le- like leather vests on. She's an older lady, like an old, 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 like macho, bristly. Oh, I love this so much. I know, right? That's like, I can't believe I never, I never told the. Oh, sorry. I just kicked the whole table. Yeah. And it's fragile. So I shouldn't do that. Yeah, don't kick the table. Yeah. Because I forgot, cause I forgot to go. fix that leg. That's a reinforce the leg. Yeah. Um, so, so we were. Uh, Looks like it's doing okay. Ma's serving us drinks, and I'm drinking underage, so it's exciting. And uh, uh, and we're just getting fucking hammered with Yellow Knight. We're calling him Yellow Knight the whole night, and we're and he's telling us stories, and we're just like digging yeah. every story about it. And we just wanted to like, how do you become a knight? And I we asked him every like conceivable question. All just, I want to know is how you become a knight in medieval times. Well, that's the thing, and you, you start as a stable guy. Wow. Yeah, you have to start. You got to work your way up. You do. You start as a squire, and you clean up horse shit. You got to muck it. And then they train you, and then eventually oh. like they give you a shot on the on the horses or it's whatever. Like it, it's like it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You and start then, holding the lance. And then all of a sudden he's like he, like we, we go all the way to last call with him and he's like, You guys wanna go back to you guys wanna go back to my house and play video games? And we're like, Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so we're back at this guy's house. We're playing Sega with him. We're back to his palatial estate. <laughs> he is I think he used to live with his parents. Good. But they weren't home or something. But we were down there. It was it was a nice little suburban. How old house was this there. guy? I wanna say like twenty four. Okay. Like he was, he was, he did not, we did not feel like we were hanging out with like an older guy. Yeah, yeah. But we, but he was a little bit older or whatever. Gotcha. But we were just, but he just, you know, busted out. Like he had a, no, it was his place because he had a fucking like, just like a beer fridge and shit like that. He had an ultimate batcher pad. Yeah. It was actually very clear that Yellow Knight gets tail. Okay. Gets, gets yellow tail. Hey, well, he's, a, he, <laughs> he's able to offer video games and a beer fridge. Yeah, exactly. You're and he had a pool in the backyard. Done. Yeah, it was done. crazy. Oh, it's done. Yeah. And we just were like, we spent the whole night calling him Yellow Knight the whole time. Good. And he didn't care. He was just laughing. He didn't, even, he didn't take it wrong at all. Yeah. He was laughing. He thought it was as random as we did. Yeah. And we, I don't even know. I wish I knew the guy's name. I wish I knew anything now. I wish I'm I knew sure where he was. I'm sure you could find it. There's the internet, baby. <laughs> Google Yellow Knight. You can go Yellow Knight, year, the year, and you're yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, we're talking you're gonna like You're going to get 90, it within two people. Yeah, I mean, we're talking 90. You'd know him to see him, right? Yeah. He can figure it out. Or, yeah, either... Yellow Knight, if you're listening, <laughs> big love. Yeah. We'd love to have you on the show. If you ever find yourself in Vegas doing an audition for uh, the uh, Tournament of Kings, yeah, you let us know, yeah. and uh, we'll, 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 we'll have you on the show. We'd, yeah, love, to, we'd yeah. love to hear about you. I'd love to talk video what, games What with year you. was it? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out, man. Uh, 97? All right, let's see here. 
97, By the Buena Park Medieval year. Times Yellow Knight, 90, 1997. <laughs> what, do they get? what do they put out? Yearbooks? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. Probably. That was the same trip where we went to Tijuana, and then all my friends got mad at me because I got very drunk. In Tijuana? Yes. Just drink the worm? Uh, they did the thing where they, we've t- I think I've told this story, where they, 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 they pour the tequila in your mouth, they pop a cup on your head and blow a whistle in your ear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I have told this on the air. That's a big I don't know if there. you've told that. I don't know if you've told this on the air. Or I, just, or I just know about this. Oh, really? I, I don't even think I know about it from you. I've been to Tijuana a few times, and it's it's a thing. It's it's a, it's actually a scam. What happens is, is that these guys walk around. These guys get, and I think they only get paid in tips. Wait, 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 wait. Are you going to try to tell me? Are you Matt Donnelly going to try yeah. to tell me, Jacob Smith? Yeah. That everyone in Tijuana. Yeah. Tijuana. Yeah. Is not. There for your betterment. This is the, yeah. Uh, trying to run a scam in true. Tijuana? I know I've told the other Tijuana story. This is not this Tijuana story. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this, this Tijuana story is, is, uh, is not as adventurous in Tijuana, but it ends with a, a punchline where I blacked out and my friends were mad at me, and they told me what I did the next day. Oh, no! Which was, uh, I, got, I got so hammered and blackout drunk that when it came to customs, were like these iron rails... That went across oh, like no. 25 yards to get to. And we were the only ones coming through it. It's the kind of thing where you could line up like hundreds of people to zigzag through customs. Right. Yeah. But there's like, we were going through at like 4 a.m. So it was like, who cares kind of thing. Oh, this is already bad. And I went running through the turnstiles and running through the iron bars yelling, I have Mexicans in my pants. I have Mexicans in my pants. <laughs> and then <laughs> Border Patrol people. Grab me like two guys grab me by my chest, which is a fine response. And I breathed on them, and they just let me go. <laughs> I just was like, "I'm sorry," and they <laughs> and they just smelled my breath. They were like, "Just, just go, me. like get out of here." <laughs> they were like, "Get out of here, drunk." You need to get into America yeah. because you need to go to a real hospital. Because it was the kind of thing, like, it was, it was me, Lorene, I don't even see some guy she was dating. I can't remember who was even there. Yellow Knight? Yellow Knight, Yellow Knight. <laughs> we just called him YK. This I don't know. beautiful <laughs> girl named Jen that was Lorene's friend that I was mm. kind of into. And we, we, we kind of messed around a little bit on the trip, but we didn't, like, hit it off. And I think in, yeah. I think in Tijuana, she wasn't paying attention to me and was so actually flirting with other Mexicans boys. So you put in your pants? So I put Mexicans in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I do what any man would do. As any one jealous, does. As, I do what any jealous man would do. I loaded up Mexicans into my pants. Sure. And then took off running. <laughs> yeah, so I just started needing, like, that's a, I, it's, it's I very common. I, need a, I started just needing a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of terrible stories of Matt just reacting with, like, I can get a fuckload of attention. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a time that I have been more on the side of the U.S. customs agents than, yeah, I, am that's, that, than I am in that story. I would have arrested me, for yeah. sure. Well, I mean... There's a time a girl told me to meet her at a club. Ten, and then ten she, years later, you would have been arrested. And then it turned out she met as a friend, and she started flirting with other guys, and I ended up uh, getting up with the band and rapping for the whole club. <laughs> That's how much attention I needed for being fucked over. Wow. <laughs> what wow. were you rapping? <laughs> uh, fucking terrible suburban white boy raps, no oh, doubt. Nice. This is back in my improv, like, I can rapidly rap at parties. Rippity, rippity, yeah. roo. Rippity, rippity, rap. Rappity, rip, rip, rap. You weren't doing, like, B-side Tupac, huh? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I did not know good rap. I was maybe doing a, a, a Bismarcky at best. <laughs> Bismarcky, <laughs> Bismarcky is good rap. Um, yeah, when he does it, yes, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know. So in Tijuana, what they do is they. I think these guys are like basically the equivalent of like bathroom attendants, in terms of like I think they just make money on tips. 
Oh, like the, the, the tequila the guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what they do is they have like a dribbler on the t- on the bottle tequila, kind of like a bar pour, but it doesn't dribble out the same speed as a, as you'd pour. Right. It pours like a little bit in your mouth. And so what happens is they walk up with the little shot cups and the little dancing, little, they're often tinier men. Uh-huh. They come up dancing to you and they have their, their tequila bottle with their shot cups, uh, plastic shot cups at your hand. And you go like, shot tequila. And then you go, yeah, how many? And they go like, oh, tips or whatever. And then it's like a joke. It's like a fun prank. And then what they do is they... Uh, and then what happens is as soon as you go off, what you end up doing is is you end up like, it's almost like buying lap dances. You just buy this for other people because you think it's funny, right? So they go, oh, my friend, they bought you a shot, and you're like, oh, great. And what they do is they walk up with a little shot cup and bottle, and then they just yank your head back, shove the bottle into your mouth, and pour it. Put the plastic cup on your head, pop the cup on your head, and then blow a whistle in your ear, and then shake your head around, pull the tequila out, and then shake your head around. Yeah, Ugh. it's a good time. And then you, Paul's re- Paul's reaction to that completely accurate. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh, is the right response. But the first time you're there, you're like, "This is Tijuana! Yeah, oh, how yeah, crazy! Yeah. Go nuts here!" And wow, the, this is insane. Sixteen year old me really thought it was. Yeah, great. yeah. Nineteen year old me was was obviously uh, was was loading up on this. Yeah. You know? uh, it was the second. It was another trip to Tijuana, a much more scandalous trip to Tijuana that yeah. I that I we almost got in a, uh, we almost got killed. I think. Uh-huh. But it was, it was. I've told this story. I know for a fact because this is where we, we use our our our, uh, our lack of homophobia to our advantages as 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 men. Uh huh. Is that the guy came over and instead of try, instead of just getting tips, he tried to charge us like five bucks a shot plus tips, and we thought we were just doing oh. it for tips. And so, and we and then we all we had all been to Tijuana before, so we got in the dribbles and stuff, and we we're like, you didn't even give us a whole shot. We're not paying for it. You know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Here's thirty bucks. There's like eight of us. So like here's thirty bucks. Go away. Right. You know? And then this giant dude, giant man, walks up. He's wearing a blue jacket, and he's like... The heavy. Yeah, the heavy walks over and goes, excuse me, I'm the owner of this place. In a way that we knew this guy was not the owner Absolutely of this not place. The owner, Absolutely yeah. not the owner of this place. Just saw a bunch of you know white guys you know, fighting with this little guy trying to yeah. make a living, right? So he's like... Uh, uh, what do you guys? you guys... You guys think you can get away with this? You guys, you guys want to like, start some shit? You know? And we're like, no. He's like, are you guys military? You guys military? And we kept being like, what? And we're like, he, we had one guy who was in the army. So we're like, uh, some of us. And we kind of pointed around or whatever. And he goes, are you guys just here to like, uh, suck dick? You guys are a bunch of fags, you know, kind of thing. Ah! Which is the, we said it to the wrong group of people. Yeah. Yes. So we're like, well, I've sucked his dick, but I won't because he's got herpes. But this guy, we'll cuddle, but sure. it's platonic. And we all just start yelling just our sexual history. It. We just launch. <laughs> yeah. All of us are just yelling our sexual history with each other. Here we one go. Else, so got a table. And he literally, like a cartoon, like saw like Tweety Birds around his head. Like he did not know what was going on <laughs> when we explained that to him. And then we kind of took, we kind of took his bewilderment as a sign of like, let's go. Yes. You know? And then he kept, he kind of followed the last guy out. Steve, uh, Steve, a friend of the podcast, <clears throat> Steve. Was like, and he was like, you guys military? And Steve was like, why do you keep asking us that? Right. And so he looked back, and we saw, like, two friends were joining him at, like, up, upstairs, because everything's open air. So okay. we saw two friends up the stairwell, like, about to join him. And we did the dumbest thing. We split up. Oh, no! Yeah, was, we went four and four, and we decided, let's, let's, not let them, let's not let them try to, like, follow us and beat the shit out of us. So we, we just took off in two different directions. <laughs> Safety in fewer numbers. <laughs> the dumbest thing yeah so dumb <laughs> the snake's coming open the door and as soon as we, we settled garage, to a, we settled to a, a strip club and um uh 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 like four of us and as soon as we did it we're like well, this is so dumb how yeah. are we going to figure out how to meet up where to go and how to not ah, pre-cell phone days. pre-cell phone exactly exactly yeah yeah 
and and it was like for the millennials listening. Yeah, there was a time <laughs> that if you were out with your friends, yeah. and you split up without prearranging a, a meetup, then you just didn't see your friends again for a few days. Yeah, you might exactly. Yeah, you might not see them until like next week. Right. Yeah. The next time you just either ran into each other or called their house. So we did this in Tijuana. It was a bad idea. Right. It's a bad idea. Uh, we ended up, ended up all working out fine, and then we did much dumber things that we could have yeah. gotten in way worse trouble for. But uh, that was – that's the, and now I won't ever go. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just it, – it was bad then, and it was considered like bad. Now it's like don't go. Right. To Tijuana is like the word. So like now mm-hmm. I can't even, don't, wouldn't even do it. Nope. But uh, yeah, but that was that's Yellow Knight and Tequila Poppin'. Yellow Knight. What's up, YK? Um, so should do? Should we get in some scoop mail? Yeah, we should. Message for you, son. Uh, let's see. We got one here from uh, Jeff Nowyuk. It's a shitty job story. Oh yay! Oh wait, no, I don't want to read this one because I read the first part of this one the other day on an episode that has not yet aired. And I'm going to read the second part of it later, which is why I haven't deleted it yet. Right. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yep. And it rhymes with stink stactory. It does. It sure does. <laughs> it smells long like stink stactory, too. <laughs> uh, let's see. Scoop Skywalker. He says, hello, you funny fuckers. I wanted to share an amusing Airbnb story from the churnout in Lexington. Oh, no. Oh, boy. My wife and I booked an Airbnb in downtown Lexington. This was our first time doing Airbnb, and we weren't sure what to expect. We arrived Thursday evening, let ourselves in with the door key code, and found our room. It was a- if I was a proper bed and breakfast person, I'd be unhappy about the Airbnb thing. Kinda oh, like, sure. Kind of like stand-up clubs being called the improv. Right. Like Because when you stay at an actual bed and breakfast, it's, a, it's an experience into itself. Yes. As we have done. And there is breakfast. Yes. And it's a communal thing. It's a really nice way to meet people. And, and there, are, like, there are like innkeepers that are that are there that are that are dealing with you and everything. It's yeah. a nice like immersive experience. Whereas like Airbnb is like there's a there's a lockbox, there's a house. Don't burn it down. Here's a bunch of rules. Fuck you. The Wi-Fi doesn't work. <laughs> there it is. There's Airbnb. It's true. The Wi-Fi did not work. <laughs> Wi-Fi never works at the fucking Airbnb no. houses. Uh, it was a charming old brick building from the 19th century. As we walked through the house, we saw evidence that there was a dog around somewhere. Water and food bowls, a box of dog treats, a leash on the coat rack, etc. My wife and I are dog owners, so we didn't think much of it. After a while, we met our host. Let's call him Barry because it rhymes with Gary. Barry seemed a bit <laughs> odd, but basically he was a nice guy. He was very chatty, and we just wanted to relax after our seven-hour trip. We managed to end the one-sided conversation without asking about dogs, and we settled in for the night. Looking around our room in the closet, we found further evidence of a dog. There was a dog collar. A big dog collar. We're talking Newfoundland or St. Bernard big. Jacob's big dick. Big enough to wrap around your head as a blindfold big. I didn't write that. You said that. I'm in there. It's in there. On the page. Like Prego. There's no way it's as big as your dick. Like <laughs> Prego sauce. There's no, I've never seen a collar big enough to collar your dick. There's no, no way. Oh, I mean, it can't be collared. <laughs> Anybody will tell you. Off it cannot chain. be collared. Off yeah. the chain. Uh, fast forward, it's like a Bronco, just out in the wild. <laughs> fast forward a few hours to about 11.30 p.m. We lay in bed talking about what we were going to do in the morning. This is when the howling started downstairs. Oh, no. Not a baleful howling, but more of a mournful howling. 
As I described it in Scoop Group, it sounded like Ric Flair wooing in his sleep after a long night in a bottle. He probably kept the poor thing in the basement and let him come up during the thing. This went on for about four or five minutes. It sounded so sad. We thought about going downstairs to see the poor thing. That is when we heard the dog bark. Upstairs. Oh, no. As in the actual dog was on the landing outside of our room, laying on the floor. Barry was downstairs talking to the dog. (laughs) Barry was the one howling. (laughs) Barry continued howling for another minute or two. Scratching at the door like, you guys want some pancakes? Then he actually spoke, calling the dog to come downstairs. He howled a bit more. Eventually, the real dog stirred, got to its feet, and slowly made its way down the stairs. It sounded very big. And by the way, it was moving quite old. My wife and I were burying our faces. Burying your faces. (laughs) They were burying our faces in the pillows so as not to interrupt the performance with our laughing. We enjoyed the rest of the weekend to turn out, but sadly, Barry was never around when we went back to our room. We did not see him again before we left. We never saw the dog, and most sadly, there were no repeat performances. Thanks to you guys, and especially to the Turnout crew for a great weekend in Lexington, fucking you in the faces as you howl mournfully, uh, Luke, a.k.a. Scoop Skywalker. Oh, man. Uh, That's exciting. (laughs) You would have loved that, Paul. No. (laughs) I would not. Are your dogs good when people come to the house? Are your dogs good? Uh, once they're in, once they're in, but uh, they've taken to this thing now where they are just. I mean, they're good it's security, but they are crazy on the barking. But now, like as soon as Anne hits the lock on her car and they hear that little beep, beep, beep yeah. they are like <laughs> until she gets in the door, and they will. It's like four minutes of just. <laughs> It's do you, so do you fight it or are you resign? Do you try to give them a I, quiet down? It depends on if I'm right there. I'll say, guys, guys. But they don't even <laughs> They don't even care. Have you tried howling at them? How? Uh, no. I have not tried howling at them. Well, there you go. They're insane, but they're sweethearts. There's a chance that if you never saw your host again. He ate the dog. That he turned into a werewolf and he ate the dog. Oh, that could have been it. He's a werewolf. And then he went out, you know. Le Lugaru, the skin changer. It's like, you're staying at my Airbnb. Trust me, you'll like it. <laughs> Just the worst. <laughs> Just the worst. Uh, yeah. No, that's... I can't handle it, man. Sad dogs... I'd have been. I'd have had to open that door and see that dog. I don't mind a yippy dog. Mr. Piffles was had very mixed emotions about me. I'll tell you that much. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. He didn't know where to stand. And again, anyone who thinks that dog is mistreated in any way is sorely mistaken. No, oh, he's that's, baby. That, he is the. He is. You have never seen a dog treated as well as Mr. Piffles. <laughs> he is really pampered. He is really pampered. I've been around Mr. Piffles a lot. You have never seen a dog treated as first, well as Mr. Piffles. First person that figures out what's going on in the dressing room and where they're going to situate themselves is Mr. Piffles. Oh yeah. Then everyone else situates around Mr. Piffles. Sure. <laughs> and then Mr. Piffle decided he would like my coat and scarf. That's where he was going to hang out until his next queue. That's where he stayed. What you going to do? <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's Mr. Piffles. He just looks up and says, go on, try to move me. I got to say, it was really exciting because my kids have Mr. Piffles toys, and they know him as Mr. Piffles. And my kid was playing with that. I was like, I'm going to actually do a show with Mr. Piffles this weekend. Oh, that's doing nice. the actual Mr. Piffles that's show. Nice. So it's fun. Um... Yeah, I don't. I I I don't like when I go to a friend's house and the big dogs. Paul F. Tompkins does a real routine on this, which I love. About like 
people who don't know how to control their dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and how giant dogs. Yeah, and he fucking hates it. Um, but when they come up and they get, if their paws can reach my chest. Yeah, that's when it gets a little. I hate that so much. And they dip the claws right in and they rake your fucking oh, yeah. torso. And they're like, he just needs to get used to you. You're like, he just hurt me. <laughs> He's already hurt me. And I'm just trying to be tough right now. now yeah. Our dogs, when we get somebody else in the house, once we, if we're there, yeah. within a minute, they're chill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're going to want to come and see you. Yeah. Prop maybe. Yeah. But nothing too crazy. See, that's why Ninja was always the best. Because Ninja, you'd open the door, you'd walk in, Ninja might come over to you to see what you were doing when you walked into the door. Yeah. And then 15 seconds later... You might as well not be in that. Oh, yep. also, all you had to do was call Ninja's bluff. Ninja would come running at you, barking. And right, if right. You, if you step towards Ninja, he'd turn around and yep. run the other Done. way, mm-hmm. and then come back for a second attempt. Yeah, yeah. He, he was there was no attack in that. No, he, he was literally the definition of all bark, no bite. Yes, mm-hmm. I love Ninja. No, he was great. The only person I've ever seen him go after uh, that just came into the house was your dad. <laughs> That's true. He did not like. He did not like public defender Dave Donnelly's no, cane. No. Yeah, it's, oh, it was that's the, cane. It was, it was the yeah, cane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was he didn't, say, he, he smelled weakness on my dad's that's knees, right. and he went after him. Yep. He's like, this guy can take. I down. can take this guy down. <laughs> I can trip him up, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna yeah. go all Gulliver's travels on my dad. Yep. <laughs> the cane. <laughs> we got one here from Little Sally Scoop. Hey there, you fabulous fuck- face fuckers! I need help. Okay. Luckily, Magic Doodoo is here. Magic Doodoo. I'll make your problems uh, up. Disappear like doo doo done the toilet. I will cut your problems in half. My plastic, my plastic bag hand of magic. I will make your doo doo disappear. I just had two. Uh, I just had my performance review at work. I went into the review uh, oh, believing God. for the first time in 13 years that I would be fired. I've oh, never no. had a bad review in my time at this job. That's, a, that's why they're pointless. The, yes. The, the fucking the, the review shit, when I see that, it's just fucking stupid. I have never been written Always up. Always stupid. I've never even had a warning talk about anything. My review this year was a fair, but uh, uh, my review this year was a fair, but not favorable. I, I've had a lot of uh, life happening around me this year, and my review reflects that because my performance, uh, it did suffer at times. I work in a retirement community. My dad moved in a year and a half ago. This past May, he went legit crazy and has been in and out of the psych hospital five times. He's there right that's, now. Uh, uh, that's a little more than a few things happening in your life. Yes. That's a major, major thing yeah, happening in your life. Really, uh, he's really also tough. undergone a three-week program of uh, electroshock treatment. Oh, I'm Jesus. So sorry. Uh, that was by far the hardest decision that I've ever had yeah, to make in my lifetime. That's uh, on top hard. of that, my dad's psychotic. It's Ew. electric. Bzz, 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 bzz. Oh. <laughs> on top so of that, hard. a year ago I learned that I was adopted. I'm 40. It's a wow. lot to wrap your head around. Yeah. Jesus fuck. I'm currently meeting an all new biological family. One thing I learned is my biological aunt works the same place that I do. Whoa. And that she has a big mouth, too, which I think played a factor into my dad's decline. Oh, no. That was horrible. Jeez. Uh, Despite my best efforts to keep personal life separate from uh, work life, even though it's all intertwined, some days I couldn't shove the emotions down, and I got penalized for it. This past year has had the highest highs and the lowest lows, sometimes on the same day. As for my dad, I'm in the process of moving him off off campus to a different facility. I won't have to worry about biological ant meddling anymore, and he'll be getting more appropriate care. That's great. That's good. At least things are on the up and up. But this is why, like, you know, we we really do... 
at least politically, like really like hate vacation time. Yeah. And, like and like consider it such a luxury to pay for vacation time. But like, what you what what you need, like what regular jobs need, is more of that those kinds of things. Because what you clearly needed was maybe a couple of weeks here and there, just to just fucking yeah. Give yourself a time out. Have three months off a year at least. <laughs> at least. At the very least. I would be very much more for four. <laughs> Why stop there? I, don't Paul, push the, me. The world, the world's I'm headed, pushing you, Paul. The world's heading towards Paul's way. Living wage is going to become a real thing. If automation takes off, I hope so. I hope so. But uh, it's a great thing. If you don't have to worry about it, it's a great thing. It's going to be, yeah. I mean, this is, a, this is a tangent for sure, but it'll be fascinating because we, we, we garnered so much of our mental stability from our uh not just i guess like not occupation but like uh having our talents utilized and that's usually through an occupation right so like the idea that we'd have to figure out what we do with our time that would feel like fulfilling and not easy like relax it's proven that just relaxation is not uh healthy but like fulfillment is healthy. Like yeah. things that make you live long, sure. And things that make you kind of thrive, or mm-hmm. a sense of fulfillment, which is not the easy road. So living wage is not. You know what I mean? It's going to be fascinating to see how if, if it does take off that way. Yeah, yeah. How it's going to work. Uh, you know, we, we robot overlords will take care of us. <laughs> they'll, they'll shut us down. We're getting sniffed and like, clipped. I'm, I'm starting my own painting night. I'm really good at painting. <laughs> 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 you have been deemed unvaluable. <laughs> so during my review, I learned that our new executive director, who transferred to our site in October, has been watching everyone really closely, including me. He's pulled my time card for the year and scrutinized every time clock punch. I always work 40 hours in a week oh, and, you're fucked. and never any overtime. He told my boss that I should not be the first person people see when they walk into our office. He said that I have no enthusiasm or energy. He thinks I'm lazy and complacent. He doesn't Jeez. care that I've been through some stuff this year and uh, have done the best I can in the situation. The new executive director does not like any long-term employees, though he is one himself. Uh, my boss, who has worked there for 16 years, shared with me that she has 60 days to show herself the door. Holy shit. It burns a little extra because this executive director started his career and fast-tracked up the corporate ladder at our company uh, 12 years ago when he was right out of college. His beginning at this company was filled with days coming in to work late and still drunk. Uh, sorry, coming in to work late and still drunk from the night before and also having lots of sexual encounters in his office 10 feet from my desk at the time with his co-worker girlfriend. He addressed his old reputation when he came back. People change and he's older and wiser now at the ripe old age of 34. But none of it matters <laughs> because we all know that he's on the fast track. Okay, well, here's what's going on. First of all, is this a little Sally scoop? Uh, this is... Let me get back up there. Oh, I just passed it. Shit. Little Sally Scoop, yes. Yeah. Well, that's upsetting. She's been she's been a long-time listener, and we've, yes. been, we've been hearing tales of her, her work uh, for a long, long time. So yeah. this is sad. It's really important that there's a difference between being fired and being laid off, and you are being laid off. This guy is finding excuses to lay off all kinds of people, right? Right. And so what happens is he's, he's probably promised some kind of bottom line that you don't know about. Right. Uh, Maybe that's the thing is, there's something going on in the in the upper echelons of this company. If he company doesn't like long term employees, that 
their chances are maybe not at your level of position, but I'm sure at other higher level positions, that comes with certain at least uh, rate increases or pay increases or cost of living, you know. Pension, something pension, like that. Pension, those kinds of things. And so getting people to leave before those things happen is saving the company a shitload of money long sure. term. And that's what he's doing. He's being a hatchet man. Right. So for you to even go into your actual performance at work is bullshit. Anyone who's going over your time cards to the to the T to yeah. bust your balls, they, they're just fucking with you, okay? Yeah. Because, you know, if it, if it hasn't shown up in anywhere but the time cards, you actually, you know, you're not, you're being laid off and he's singling you out. You know, I, I've seen this, a friend of mine uh, worked at like a high-end law firm and they did this thing where like they had a total overhaul because of some lawsuit of their firing policy being that like because of human resources and everything else in the settlement, there had to be a warning system put in place before you could fire someone or terminate okay. someone. Within three months, everyone had gotten a warning. Right. Every single person. That's how that works. The company, top to bottom, had gotten a warning. And it just put everyone on warning. And he he got his balls busted out of nowhere. He was shocked. He was scared. He didn't know he was going to get fired. Yeah. And then he's he's still working at this job now seven years later. It just is like they want total control. They have to cover their bases. Like, here's your warning so that when we do decide to fire you later on for something, you've been given your warning. And so, uh, if I were you, I would figure out if there are people that you got along with uh, there at your job, or higher ups. I would uh, go ahead and shore up those references. Working as long as you did in the in the work that you've done, you know, anyone who's spent their time working in a nursing home uh, and have and, and can have good references means that you are empathetic, hardworking, and you can deal with difficult situations. There's plenty of jobs out there for you uh, to find. Uh, where, where people will respect the right. time and the work that you put in at that place. But don't be hard on yourself because you're not being fired. You're being laid off. Yeah. Uh, he believes that if you're only... I have something to add to that after I read the rest of this. Uh, he believes that uh, if you're only putting in the minimum 40 hours, it shows that you don't care about your job. Meh. Fuck that. Um, my question is, to you is, how do I finish my days? I know they are numbered. Do I ramp up the enthusiasm to an uncomfortable place? No. Do I just show up every day and make it easier for them to fire me quicker? Do I carry on as uh, as is and not give a shit? I'd really like to go out in an amazing blaze of glory and tell them all to go fuck themselves. That's a don't. lot of fun, but don't do that. Don't. Um, but I don't want to ruin my chance for unemployment. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for your help. Fucking you in the face. Uh, that's a little Sally scoop. Uh, we all want to do the blaze of glory thing. When was the last time you heard a friend's blaze of glory story and you're like, that's awesome. Right. It's only when we see it in movies that we like it. I have done the blaze of glory thing. It was really satisfying at the time, impressed yeah. no one else and hurt me in the long run. Totally. And by the long run, I mean like the next week. We just talked about this uh, with Paul wanting his living wage and his four months vacation. Yeah. <laughs> what you want is fulfillment. So what you have to do is figure out the parts of your job that you're good at. Not necessarily enjoy, but that you're good at. And just, you know, discipline yourself feeling strong. Mm-hmm. Faking enthusiasm will get you nowhere. No. You know, and if anything, just go ahead. You're, you're, you sent this to us. So you're reading the tea leaves. Just mm-hmm. get your fucking resume out there now. Get, get, get your resume out. Start looking. You're if, you're going, if you're going to get fired, you're going to get fired. Keep doing your job as well as you can do it. You're good at your job. If, I'm assuming you're good at your job. You've been doing it for a long time, so I'm making that assumption. Yeah. So you're good at your job. Go in. Do your gig the way you know how to do it. And fuck everybody else. Yeah, and maybe this is... If, if they're going to fire you for doing your job well, then they're going to fire you for not doing your job well. So you might as well keep doing your thing, and that way... That way, no one at any point going forward, if they say something negative about your actual job performance, then you can turn around and sue the sue the fuck out of them. 
And if you're gonna, you know, if you don't know what where else to turn, I suggest start making jewelry and selling it on Etsy. That's <laughs> everyone makes so much money. <laughs> millions. Oh, millions of dollars are spent oh. on beads. Beaded oh, things. No. Do you know how the jewelry market looks right now? <laughs> Let me tell you. Not too shabby. I've moved all my money into Topaz. <laughs> because you're smart. In hot. Because you're smart. Fucking Earthstones are on the way back on the rebound. Sure. Uh, uh. Uh, We have one here. We have one more email here from the Ditchery Douche. Oh, no. Good afternoon, poopy poop, overgrown child, and dry bone. (laughs) I forgot we called Jacob dry bone. I forgot about that. (laughs) Dry bone. I don't remember why, but I forgot. (laughs) Two stories today. Why do we call Paul an overgrown child? Because he's an overgrown child. I have no idea. Because he's a child that is overgrown. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, I got an email that said, Hey, Scoops, uh, went live on Twitch, so I decided to download the app on my phone. What I saw was Brent and Friends in the upper left-hand corner and a video game across the main screen. Cream team. Mm -hmm. For a solid 45 minutes, I thought I had to fix something within the app to get the ad for the video (laughs) game off the screen. And to make the video portion full screen. Hilarious. This is after it took you me just... ten minutes to realize that this was indeed live, and that just because it says Hey Scoops, that it may not always be the boys of the churn, but part of the entire Hey Scoops family. Right. That's right. I recognized Brent right away, but my brain just didn't catch up. So after uninstalling and reinstalling the app, <laughs> checking every setting and function, I turned it off, only to realize later that I had been that I had everything correct, and I was just watching Brent and friends play video games. That's it. Well, now you figured out. Go ahead and click that subscribe button <laughs> now you're learning how twitch works yeah. go ahead and go to twitchprime.com and uh and help us out uh, between new technology scaring me and kids always on my lawn i think i'll go pick up my aarp card and accept my seniors discount hilarious. hilarious i am on aarp's mailing list and i don't know how oh i get AARP, i'm looking at your green beard i know how yeah i get aarp uh, <laughs> emails like six times a week <laughs> Almost daily. It's weird. Oh. Yeah. Uh, second story. This is a long one, so I'll try to just stick to the main detail. Okay. I have a relative who I've been very close with my whole life who suffers from bipolar disorder. Ooh. Matt, you know this relative because he came to visit us in the VI and funded our partying for a few weeks. This relative has always been very functional, and whenever things went awry, he has been able to get back on track with therapy, medications, etc. Yes. About a year and a half ago, he suffered through his second divorce, and this time went through a manic state that has lasted until at least the time of me writing this email. He simply has not been able to get back on track. He's alienated himself from everyone in the family and has spiraled out of control. This past summer, he decided to drive to Tennessee to see an old friend he hasn't seen in years. Remember, he's in a manic state, so this 10-hour trip took him 24 hours to make. We were amazed that he made it at all. Then, the guy he went to see contacted us and said, you really need to come get him. He's going to end up hurting himself or someone else. He shouldn't be driving uh, since he considered everyone in the family out to get him, and I was the only one left that he trusted. I took off work and flew out to Tennessee to drive him home. When I got there, he wouldn't let me drive his car. He didn't want to see me. He was yelling and screaming at airports, and airport security had to get involved. I didn't know what to do. Holy shit! After calls to his doctor, it was decided that the only way he would agree uh, to heading home was that I had to rent a car, and he would follow me in his car. So I did. 
We made it until Northern Virginia together before we were separated and the whole trip fell apart. He didn't want me following him anymore. He didn't want me around, etc. This was right around 2 p.m. the day after we started, or about 16 hours uh, after we should have been home initially. Wow. I finished the last the last leg by myself and rented my Kia Soul, uh, uh, sorry, in my rented Kia Soul, and he made it home three days later. Wow. Well, at were least on you got edge. to drive around that fucking sweet Kia. At least yep. you were rolling in comfort, because that is the greatest ride. <laughs> I, I love my I, soul. I think you told the story backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I think... The day that your uh, your relative set you free into the key of soul to take in the USA, what a beautiful couple of days! Um, so he made home three days later, huh? Yeah. Uh, I was very upset by the whole experience, and it was heartbreaking to see someone uh, who had so much going for him to uh, fall apart completely. The reason I write this is uh, the reason I write this to you is that during that time I was not yet caught up on ice cream social episodes. So being in the car by myself for so long, I listened to a ton of episodes back to back. Being able to laugh out loud and take my thoughts away from the situation was so amazing and helpful. I've been meaning to write in and thank you guys for unwittingly letting me, uh, getting me through a tough couple of days emotionally and mentally. Keep up the good work. Fucking you in your faces during a cross-country car ride. The didgeridoosh. Oh, man. That is tough stuff. And, uh, yeah, I do know the relative you're talking about. So that's, so, that's heartbreaking, man. Well, yes, that's thank guy, you for... Uh, he, he was there for us big time. For that, and we're glad that we were able to help a little bit. I'm curious. Um, well, I can just... I'm so sorry. That's really hard. I know you, Steve, so I'm curious about a few things. I'll just call you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But out loud, it's like I, I, I'm always curious how those ep- when those episodes uh, wane, you know, or, or when the medication reups or anything like that, do they look back? Do they have memories of that time? Do they... Are they upset or apologetic about those times? I never know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, alone in the Kia Soul in West Virginia, that's a dream. That is a dream. Mm -hmm. That's what everyone's going for. All the meth you can eat. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of meth there. (laughs) (laughs) That's just at the Kia Soul. (laughs) A lot of meth in that Kia Soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's time, fellas! Oh, no! Oh my god. You want to do a little Jack versus nerd? I'm not ready. Oh, am I? Fuck yeah. Oh shit. I'm on the hunt for balls. On the hunt for balls. (laughs) We got one here from Mrs. DQ Scoop. Mrs. DQ Scoop? Since the Super Bowl 52. I believe it's just Your Highness. I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Since the Super Bowl 52 is in Minnesota 2018, in case this takes a while uh, before it gets read, I'm reading this on time. How dare you? Uh, Here is a jock versus nerd, Minnesota style. All right. That means with Fritos on top. Exactly. Jock question for you, Paul. (laughs) Yes. Which is not a hockey term? Oh. You ready? I think I can get this. Which is not a pachyderm? (laughs) (laughs) An elephant. (laughs) A rhinoceros. Or an elephant. <laughs> What's the point of having a pachyderm if you can only name one pachyderm? <laughs> it's not a pack. That's a single. Single derm. It's just a derm. Yeah. Uh, which is not a hockey term. A winger. A five on three. A bonspiel. Or a hat trick. I'm sure I said the, the third one wrong. Oh, no. A bonspiel. Bonspiel. Elsroth find a, found a headline that said Yellow Knight found hanged. Oh, oh, no! Oh, 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 I hope it's not him. <laughs> uh, 
And he wrote, was it the hanging that killed him or was it bro- his broken heart? Oh, a winger? <laughs> a winger? Yep. A five on three? Five on three. A bonspile, bonspiel, B-O-N-S-P-I-E-L, or a hat trick? And in my defense, I don't know uh, most of these. I so, think I know um, which one. I'm yeah. going to go with bonspiel. Bonspiel, let's see. Oh, that is it. That is a curling term. It means uh, the meet or the tournament. Winger is a hockey position. Five mm-hmm. on three is when two players are in the sin bin slash penalty box. Right. Hat trick is when one player scores three goals hat in a trick, game. I know. Yeah. yeah, I knew that one. Great. There you go. I knew winger and hat trick for sure. Five on three and bin, bin speed was where I was. Paul Great. leaps out to an early lead Hooray. in this jock versus nerd. And the last term is Russian cockslap. Russian cockslap. Oh, that's definitely a hockey term. That's a hockey term. That's a hockey yeah, term, yeah. all right. Uh, but only in Canada. Mm. <laughs> Weirdly. A nerd question for you, Matt. Yes. Which sci-fi actor was born in Minnesota? What sci-fi actor was born in Minnesota? William Shatner, Richard Dean Anderson, Mark Hamill, or Kate Mulgrew? All right. I don't know who Kate Mulgrew is. That's Captain Janeway from Star Trek Void. Okay. Okay. Who's Richard Dean Anderson? What? Oh, what did you it. just I fucking name. say? I recognize the name. Where do oh, I know from? If I had a matchbook, a paperclip, and some duct tape, you'd be dead right now. Oh. <laughs> You're an asshole. We did three episodes of this goddamn <laughs> show on our podcast. I recognize that name. <laughs> He's MacGyver. Yeah. Well, why doesn't he go by MacGyver? <laughs> uh, I think Shatner was born in Minnesota. Was he? Yeah. You sure about that? No. Okay. I'm going to go with, uh, who was the third guy? Mark Hamill. I'm going to go with Mark Hamill. Really? No. No? No? You're not going to go with Mark Hamill? I'm going to go with Kate Vaughn. Mulgrew? Yeah. Um, I'm I mean, just, I guess guys, you could. I'm joking around. I'm talking yeah, yeah, about no, obviously. the one and only fucking MacGyver. MacGyver is the correct. Guess I Richard had. Dean Anderson. Shatner is Canadian. Uh, Minnesota is not in Canada, despite popular belief. And secret wishes after the last election. Hamill is from California, and Mulgrew is from Iowa. Well done, Matt. Thank you. Now, enjoy the Super Bowl and we'd love to see you for a turnout after the spring thaw. Yeah, we, we would absolutely love to come to Minnesota anytime not in the winter. Minnesota the in the thaw. summer is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, we got to do the improv festival out there one year, Paul. We should. Yeah. Um, uh, it was 18 degrees in Indianapolis when I landed there. Oh. That's why my nose was a little stuffy and I came back. I had a middle seat on the way there and back with no upgrade available. Mm-hmm. I'll always pay out of pocket to get out of a middle seat. Sure. And then the seat, the flight back, so I'm tired. I'm in a middle seat, and it is hot as fuck in the plane. So I have all my gear. So I have my coat yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, and then I have everything. And then I just sat there. I just, I just was like sweaty and gross. And it was the most uncomfortable plane ride home ever for me and whoever was around me, which I hate also. Sure. Where I'm like, I know I'm yeah, grossing well, you out. All, but, but what can you do? We're all yeah. stuck in there like sardines. Yeah. It's terrible. And now you can hear like my, my nose is all jammied. Oh, Whoa. dude, it's it's bad. It's uh, I am just recovering from another cold. Yeah. And it's I think it's mostly... Because everything is in bloom here now. Yeah. Because we get this crazy warm season. Yeah. And so it's just pollen everywhere. Yeah. But, like, last night I finally got it a little bit under control. But the night before last, I was coughing so much I kept Ann up all night. It was uh, terrible. Just yelling at her? Yeah, just like, <clears throat> my nose, Ann, my nose. And when my nose, I was just coughing. It was terrible. Poor thing. Um, 
You know, I think because my wife's not uh, listening to the podcast that often. Your wife helped me out. Yes, she did. Yeah. She put a I little, got, uh, I, I got put, all your uh, action you in the got, trunk. Got, nice. She put a little shout out. Don't saying, let me forget. Boys, if you're going to get something for the ladies for Valentine's Day, hit me up. And I was like, Psh, hey, girl. Yeah, that Bath and Body Works got that hook up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, put a fucking can- fancy candle on that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, this show is brought to you by Bath and Body Works, everybody. It is. Every word you've heard on this podcast is the opinion of Bath and Body Works. They're our new sponsor. <laughs> For the next five minutes. <laughs> until our lawyers get a hold of us. Um, uh, we're, we're a little early right now, so I wanted to read this other email that we have here. Whoa. From a at- Dick Butt Deluxe. <laughs> oh, we can't. <laughs> I was saying that one first. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I watched your Twitch tr- Twitch stream for yeah. the first time, and I was blown away. That's uh, thebucketshow.com, or you can go to twitch.com slash heyscoops. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry uh, twitch.tv slash heyscoops. Uh, so I watched the Twitch stream for the first time. I was blown away. After listening to you guys for three years without seeing your faces, I had developed a vague face for each of you in my ah. head, and none of you look anything like I thought you would that when I saw the Twitch stream. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I apologize. Yeah. Um, that happened for Penn Sunday School people who came to see uh, Hillbill as well. Oh. They're like, it's so weird to hear your voice and now see you. You are not who I thought. And I was huh. like, yeah, hi. All right. And then I gave him the old Russian cock slap. Oh, there you go. Oh, we're nice they we're were playing, Canadian. Yeah, they were Canadian. Yeah. We are playing hockey. Yeah. Uh, so especially Jacob. Uh, Jacob having long hair uh, was the biggest mind fuck ever. That's right. Uh, everyone listening who doesn't watch Twitch, Jacob has long hair and a beard. What the fuck? Anyway, I thought it would be fun for people uh, to write in with what they think you guys look like if they've never seen you before. Oh, funny. And in fact, even if you I love to, that. You can also just draw and post it, too. And we'll just post it on a mm-hmm. – we'll retweet on, on, uh, on at, at Hayscoops on Twitter or we'll share it on our uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Hayscoops. We'll share it there, too. Or The Bucket Show. Yeah. So but, I have uh, included what I thought you guys looked like before I saw you. Oh, I love this. Which is about to get uh, shown on our Twitch channel right now. Okay, but can so, you um, describe it, Jacob? So here is, here is what he thought uh, Matt looked like before, uh, and that is a picture of Joe Rogan, uh, apparently from about 1989. <laughs> oh, so I got hair. Somewhere in that neighborhood. You've got hair. Yeah. You've got some hair. I got some hair. So there's, uh, there's you right there. <laughs> That's good. That's what he thought Matt looked like. That means I'm so. That means you were very disappointed to see what I looked like. Yep. Um, here's what he thought uh, Paul looked like. Uh, it's okay. a guy named uh, Numma Numma from a YouTube <laughs> channel. Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, no. Numa Numa. Numa Numa. Yeah. Yeah, Paul looked like Numa Numa. There you go. Well, that and you're pleasantly surprised by Paul. Yeah, Paul is Paul is extraordinarily attractive then. And uh, here's what he thought uh, I looked like, apparently. Just a picture of Thor. <laughs> Just Thor. Just Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> ah, he thought you looked like Jack McBrayer? Apparently he thought I looked like Jack McBrayer. All right. Oh, that's so weird. So there you go. That's very disappointing. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's uh, just not accurate. <laughs> I like... I think people would think you were less mean if they thought if they thought you were Jack McBrayer. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that looks like he just can't be mean to anyone. Because you're getting a lot of guff for picking on Paul. I... <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, um, and then I'm getting roped into it. I'm getting mad. Yeah, I'm not sure how you're getting roped into it at all. I know. Um, but uh, if you just picture Jacob as Jack McBrayer, then you won't, it won't feel so mean. Then I'm, then I'm just adorable and sweet. Mm-hmm. Paul, you don't think we're being mean to you, do you, no. Paul? Yeah. 
So there you go. I don't, I don't think I'm getting a lot. I'm not getting guff from a lot of people for being mean to Paul. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of guff from like three people for being yeah. mean to Paul. Continued guff. Yeah. A, a guff. A guff campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And I and <laughs> I guess that I guess at some point I just have to address it on social media because I think that's all they're waiting for at this point. <laughs> to be like, ah. Yeah. So actually, I'm not going to address it on social media. I'm just going to address it here. Yeah. Paul. Fuck you. There you oh, go. See? Oh man. Now it's all settled. <laughs> now it's all settled. I don't, yeah. I don't know, guys. All right. I want to thank Penn Gillette for creating this podcast, Thanks, guys. Ben. Thank you. I also you. want to thank uh, Aaron, uh, who is uh, mayor of Smurftown. Oh, nice. Good for you. I, I would, didn't realize you won the election. I'd like yeah. to thank the Scoop Crone, who is the queen of, of Flavorville. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Adam uh, MC, Master of Ceremonies, Morris. Scoop Chang, the Beijing Bugle. He is the mayor of Beijing. I want to thank uh, Adam, the Pied Piper, Rabiznik. BJ Joyer, he is the mayor of Juggleville. I want to thank Adam, Big Fish Salverson. Ben Kapal, he is the mayor of Stink Pants Land. I want to thank Akshay, Delicious Dick Mysore. Ben Dennis, mayor of Gruffington. I want to thank Alan. Governor of D's Nuts, Shepherd Ben Gal, Mayor of Boat Town. I want to thank Scoop Dopus, King of the Sea. Ben Sherman Scoop, <laughs> the Mayor of Sandville. Rule Scooptania, uh, Starboard Bow. About to tag that ass. Oh! Betsy Davis, <laughs> the Mayor of Jellybean Land. I want to thank Alex Third Reich. Bill Reese, the mayor of Crayonsburg. I want to thank Alfonso Gerardo Garcia Diaz Barija, Sausage King of Chicago. Scoopiter Ascending, the mayor of Dogsville. Uh, Amos, the Duchess, Giva. Blake Thomas, the mayor of Tabletown. Andrew, Friar of Yorkshire, Friedrich. Scoop is Good Food, the mayor of Boxville. Uh, Andrew Howes, Governor of Chicago. Bob Schwartzlander, the mayor of Sausageton. Uh, Andrew uh, Sychuk, uh, comptroller for the Princeton of New Jersey. Boba Scoop, the mayor of Boba Tea Land. <laughs> Andrew Spencer, uh, king of packing uh, coffee grounds in his lip like dip. Bobby Becerra, the mayor of Tape Town. Andy, Duchess of Cheetos, Cheever. Bobby Murdoch, the mayor of All Dressedville. Angela, king of finding things shaped like dicks, Chan, which is true. If you find her Instagram, it's just pictures next to her with things that look like dicks. Oh, nice. Brad Kefauver really is the mayor of Wienerland. Uh, Ant Foods, king of food ants. Brandon Pugh, he is the mayor of Shoe Town. Uh, Anton, uh, Mr. Lotion of the Ocean Motion, Jernberg. Brandon Lounsbury, the mayor of Tyersville. Farm Her, Corn Queen, Scoop. Brett Cocker, he is the mayor of Asphalt Land. Uh, Aaron, uh, the uh, dustiest buster, Trousty. Brian A. Galuta, mayor of Flower Town. Asti Spumoni, the celebration grows. Brian Davis, 
is the mayor of Garfieldsville. <laughs> and I would like to thank Crocodile Scoop, Andrew J. Hughes, Andrew January, Frozen Cusser, Andrew Milner, Holly Marshmallow, Lightly Berrier, Spaith, Benjamin K., Bob, Brad Martin, Brandon Helm, Brandon J. Anderson, Brendan Light, Unbanned Scoop, Brighton Stitt, Lensman Scoop, Caleb Hopkins, and Cameron Kiddo. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we've already thanked you guys for being listeners. Thank you guys for being part of our community. Thank you for calling yourselves scoops. Uh, thank you for representing yourselves wherever you go. Um, I love uh, both because of Hill Bill or any other reason I see you guys meet up on your own. It's always fun to see. Uh, if you want to be part of this community, you can follow us at Hey Scoops on every social media platform. You get to know other people who listen to this podcast as well, who come from all different walks of life, all different ages and sizes. Yes, so they, they just do. all believe in preaching fun. That's right. One of the hardest questions people go like, what's your like demo? And I was like, oh, buddy. People, yeah, it, yeah, that's tough. It's Cross the map. We really, we really have such a diverse group. The of, two, uh, the two tough questions is what's your demo, yeah. and what do you guys talk about on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, Anne asked me every time I get done with the show, what you guys talk about? Oh, I, everything. I, yeah, nothing. All of it. I don't and yet know. None of it. Nothing. Uh, magic doo doo. Magic so, doo doo. Uh, well, I want to thank. Uh, if you want to be thanked on air or or uh, help us out. Um, we just made the uh, bonus uh, level heading into February. That's so right. We, we owe a bonus. We owe. We still owe January's bonus episode, which we'll deliver in February. We just keep. We're, we're definitely uh, gladly paying you Tuesday for a hamburger today, right now with well, the bonus episodes. But we're, we are just. We're consistently just one behind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's only because when we overload it, uh, we, our listenership goes down. So we try yeah. to time it out right. better than that. And I have a bunch of uh, stuff coming up with uh, this new show. And fool us that we want to make mm-hmm. sure we have enough bank episodes to get through that so we're mm-hmm. not doing too many episodes uh, with guest hosts. Uh, but if you want to help us out with that, go to patreon.com. For a little as a dollar, you, a dollar a month, you can help us out, pay our bills, and help keep growing this community. And help That's patreon.com slash hayscoops. Patreon.com slash hayscoops or hayscoops.com slash Patreon. We Either don't one. give a shit. If you want a t-shirt or a hat, go check out uh, hayscoops.com slash swag. Mm-hmm. We have all of our merchandise there. Yes. We have really cool decks of cards. We haven't punched punch, punch those in a while. And, the uh, cards are awesome. The cards card. have uh, – they, they, they're completely custom-made uh, decks of cards. Yeah. Uh, Ace, a, a, one, Ace of, one, of our, our, uh, one of our Art Mafia uh, founding members. Yeah. Uh, uh, he designed these decks of cards. The backs of them look awesome. Now, here's the thing. When you, get, when you normally order a deck of cards – what happens is you get a really cut, a cool custom image done on the back of the cards, and then the card faces themselves are like regular card faces. Right. We did not do that. No. We customized these cards from the ground up. So the back of the cards are awesome. Yeah. But then the cards themselves are completely they, – they are every detail about them is customized. So the suits are not regular suits. They're not clubs, spades, hearts, and diamonds. They're, uh, they are uh, scoops. They're the, the Ice Cream Socialist logo. There is the Ice Cream Socialite Martini. Yeah. There is uh, others that I can't think of off the right, top of my head. Exactly. And, uh, and then, of course, all the face cards are, are all the characters from different shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's – Sixteen characters uh, in, in the uh, in the deck as well. Yeah, the so three of us out. are three of the kings, along with uh, Pendulette. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then there are all these, and other... then our wives are the and queens, then our wives are three of the queens. Iron Fist and the Geek. Yep. <laughs> so it's uh, pretty it's pretty fun fun deck. Um, and uh, what else? If you're listening to us uh, or watching us on Twitch, thank you so much, and uh, don't forget to click that subscribe button. And if you're a member of Amazon Prime, go to twitchprime.com and help us get free money from Amazon. Of that. Um, and uh, thank you for being a listener and subscriber. And uh, we will see you soon. We'll see you soon.
look out. That's a superb owl. Ooh. Ooh. We're staying at the wrong Airbnb. Ooh. How many Ooh. licks, you fucking owl? <laughs> How many licks? Get to my super bowl. You know what time it is now? What time? It's time. Time to bust a rhyme. For a haiku. Frozen 49th Scoop would like a haiku about scary video games dedicated to the creamers, the dreamers, and me. Of course, you too can have a haiku made about you if you go to patreon.com slash heyscoops. Another jump scare. Five nights at Freddy's again. I pooped in my pants. <laughs> ben Dennis would like a haiku about the Super Bowl. Dedicated to all the recent Eagle fans because everyone hates the Patriots. Mm, for good reason. You know who will win? Who? The Cheaty Magoos will win. <laughs> Rusty Scoop would like a haiku. Wait, that was only part. Oh. It's only the five. Uh... Tom Brady sucks dick. <laughs> Rusty Scoop would like a haiku about non-smokers who bum cigarettes every day but never buy their own. Dedicated oh. to motherfucking Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Fucking Dave. Great. <laughs> you can have a cig. You can also buy a SIG. No more SIGs for Dave. (laughs) (coughs) Now it's time for a little triple threat. A scoop of root canal would like a triple threat about sick family members dedicated to my wife's strep throat and my three kids with colds. It's terrible. Terrible season. 185 sick family members walk into the bar. All these guys come up to him and want to dime tap that ass. <laughs> uh, 185 sick uh, family members walk into the bar and they order 185 hot toddies. <laughs> I like my women like I like my sick families. They, they're a flu to my heart. <laughs> they, uh... Call me the uh, sick family member because uh, I'll coat your throat and help you sleep. Oh, yeah. Your family members do that? Uh, wait. They call me cold medicine. <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and a sick family member? <laughs> what? 
Nothing. She's got the sickest family member between her legs. <laughs> Bong. She's got a wiener. Sorry, old Sunday was like a triple threat about belly buttons dedicated to the three guys I think of every time I take a shower. <laughs> right? It changes up that habit when you start thinking about cleaning that belly button. Get it clean. Get it clean. Oh, God. Those stories of the stink. Oh. <laughs> Wash that button. 185 belly buttons walk into a bar. They all go to the bartender and complain about a, some lint in their drinks. Uh, 185 belly buttons walk into a gay bar. And the bartender's like, oh my gosh, am I allowed to tell anybody you're here? And they're like, yeah, it's okay. We're outies. Oh. Yeah. I like my women like I like my belly buttons. With a fuckable hole. hey There you go. They call me the belly button because I'm a collection of stink and hair. Ah. Oh. <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and a belly button? What's, What's that? that? Nothing if that belly button hasn't been cleaned in a few weeks. <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and a belly button? What? what? A belly button has a fuckable hole. Oh! oh there it is. Whoa. For my tiny, for my tiny penis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Daniel Collins would like a triple threat about pro wrestlers dedicated to Scoopo Taters who introduced me to the great show. Awesome. Thank you, Scoopo Taters, and uh, welcome. All right. Um, pro wrestlers. Uh, 185 wrestlers walk into the bar, and the bartender says, we're sorry, we don't serve pro wrestlers here. Pro wrestlers say, well, let me tell you something, bartender. <laughs> yeah? You're going to serve me a drink. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to serve me a drink. Oh, and it's going to be real good, too. Oh, I'm going to drink it all the way down, nice and slow, sip by sip. And Elizabeth is going to watch me while I'm sipping it. Oh, yeah, she's going to like it. She's going to like when I wa- watch me sipping on that drink. Oh, that goes down my throat and gives me the courage to go step in the ring with Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hogan, you think you know this what you're Jacob, doing? Jacob, this is your fault. You know I know it is. You're doing it all. No, 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 no. That's my fault, guys. No, 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 no. This is my cup of coffee in the big time. Cup of coffee in the big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You thought you knew what you were doing when you thought you brought down the madness. Well, now it's coming for you, and there's no way to hide. There's nowhere to go, and there is nowhere to run. I'm coming for you, Hogan, and you better run. You better get out of the way, because I'm like a steam truck rolling. Dick break. I like my women like I like my pro wrestlers uh, with a... Uh... Oh, yeah, it's my entrance music right there. Oh, here I come to the ring. There's nobody better. Nobody better in the whole WWE. I'm the greatest wrestler that ever was. Oh, you don't you forget it. Yeah, oh, you think you're going to come get me? I'm going to drop the elbow right on your head. Oh, it's going to change the way you think and look. Hey, yeah, boom. I like my women like I like my pro wrestlers with a, uh, a liver dilapidated by the steroid use and alcohol. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, that's true. Been doing a little bit of the juice, a little bit of the juice. Just a little, just a taste, just to get it over the hump, over the hump. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, Mint Chocolate Mars is watching us on a 4K TV. Oh, Jesus. That is too much detail for us. Yeah, I need to start wearing makeup or something. Yeah, that's You're getting way, way too much. Uh, what, have we, what have we not done? We, we've not done so I like this. my women like I like my professional wrestlers. Uh, 
coming all over the top rope. Topless, wearing Fruit of the Loom underwear and, and vinyl boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that. <laughs> Did we do the, your mom? No. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> um, they call me the professional wrestler because oh. I live in my car. <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and a professional wrestler? What's up? Well, Coco Beware used to bring a bird to the ring, and your mom is a stinky old whore. <laughs> to quite a bit. That's a big, big difference. They sound the Significant same. Significant difference. They sound the it same. Sounds the same. Uh, Frankie. Lin Wolf would like a triple, a triple threat about Wolf Brand Chili. Oh. <laughs> we haven't talked about Wolf Brand Chili in a while. America's so. finest. 185 cans of Wolf Brand Chili walking on the bar. An hour later, the place is a fucking super fun site. <laughs> of sulfuric stink. I like my women like I like my Wolf Brand Chili. I buy them for a dollar and I poop them out a half hour later. <laughs> they call me the uh, Wolf uh, Wolf Brand Chili because only a certain kind of lady can handle me. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between uh, Wolf Brand Chili and your mom? What? Uh, one of them actually goes well on Fritos. <laughs> What's, the th- What's the difference in your mom and a Wolf Brand Chili? What's that? One is a rusty, dented can filled with disgusting meat. <laughs> and the other is Wolf Brand Chili. What's the difference between your mom and Wolf Brand Chili? What's that? One puts a thick, meaty gravy over a bunch of wieners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's Wolf Brand Chili. What's the difference with your mom and Wolf Brand Chili? One of them develops that little like film of kind of oh, clear jelly right over the top of it. Oh, uh, the other one's Wolf Brand Chili. What's the difference between uh, your mom and a can of Wolf Brand Chili? What? Uh, one, I need a, a buttload of shredded cheese and sour cream in order to eat. Yep. <laughs> the other's a Wolf. <laughs> oh, chili. What's the difference between your mom and Wolf Brand oh, Chili? What? Now, one of them is ready to eat after only 30 seconds in the microwave, and the <laughs> other one you just want to leave in the microwave forever. Uh, That's your mom. What's the difference between your mom and a can of Wolf Chili? What? Well, if the apocalypse comes and I'm in a bunker and I'm with one of them, <laughs> I'm not going to blow my brains out. <laughs> the other is your mom. What's the difference with your mom and a can of Wolf Brand Chili? What's that? If the apocalypse comes and I'm alone with one of them in a bunker, I won't mind eating Wolf Brand Chili. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Scoop JD would like a triple threat about pachyderms. Pachyderms. That's weird. I dedicated to the Scoops and all their endeavors. All right. The pachydermatory. Pachyderms. 185 pachyderms walk into the bar. Bartender says, sorry, we don't serve pachyderms. Pachyderms say, well, it's a good thing we're ready to leave because we all have our trunks packed. <laughs> pachyderms. Mm-hmm. Um, 185 pachyderms walk into the bar. The bartender says, I'm sorry, we don't serve pachyderms. The pachyderms say, we won't forget this. <laughs> <laughs> 185 pachyderms walk into the bar. Bartender says, hey, what are you guys doing in here? Pachyderms are like, hey, we heard that. <laughs> they call me the pachyderm because I uh, use my nose to shower. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true. 
I like my women like I like my pachyderms with long tusks for manipulating branches. What's a famous uh, pachyderm besides an elephant? That's it. Pac- a- elephant is pachyderm. So it's not like types. Pachyderm is no. not like a general term. It's just. I mean, well, I guess, I guess pachyderm qualifies as like Indian elephant and oh, European. Okay. I think it, it, I think it's all elephants. Like woolly mammoth, maybe. Probably. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. We don't know. Don't write in and yell at us. But I think it's or pretty. You could much write in and tell us, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, be, be nice. I'll about look it. it up. I'll look it up. I just I'm tried. not afraid. A very large mammal with thick skin, especially an elephant, rhinoceros, or hippopotamus. Oh, oh. see, so rhino was a pachyderm. Oh, so they are all they're, they're all pachyderms. Look at that. It's all about the dermis. Yeah. The strong dermis. I like my women like I like my pachyderms. They're pretty hip to pat my ass. <laughs> hip to pat I, my ass. I like my women like I like my pachyderms with a nice, thick, strong <laughs> dermis. <laughs> <laughs> They call me the packet term because of the way I walk across a room. <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and a packet term? What's up? I took the rhinoceros's credit card away and he stopped charging. <laughs> but your mother has some kind of uh, online account. <laughs> <laughs> and she continues. The Amazon to, box is just piling up. Continues to drain my money. <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and a packet term? What's what? that? One likes to be ripped, <laughs> one likes to be whipped and yelled at in Russian. <laughs> The other's a pachyderm. <laughs> they do not like that. <laughs> What's the difference between a pachyderm and your mom? What? Uh, one of them has a very thick horn-shaped protuberance on the end of her snout that is actually made of a very thick hair. Yes. And the other one is a pachyderm. Ah, yeah. Specifically a rhinoceros. Oh. What's the difference between your mom and a pachyderm? What? Right. One was recently retired from Barnum and Bailey Circus at <laughs> a sense of... Uh, Sanctuary and being kindness, and your mom was retired from the circus for being an ugly bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Because they also canceled the dog show. Oh, what's the difference between your mom and a pack of dirt? (laughs) What one works for peanuts, the other works for D's nuts. Uh, Got him. There it is. Got him. There it is. Found the comedy, folks. (laughs) That's it. That's what she does. Glenn Wolf. What? Oh my God! Wait, What's the difference this? between your mom and Pachyderm? What? That? One has a bunch of clowns cleaning up its shit. The other is an elephant. <laughs> Glenn Wolf, who was What's the uh, difference between your mom and a Pachyderm? What? My, one is carefully loaded onto its own train car <laughs> by four ex-convicts <laughs> in the middle of the night, <laughs> and the other is a Pachyderm. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and a pachyderm? What's that? Like? One, uh, the mistreatment of it was almost single-handedly responsible for shutting down Barnum and Bailey Circus, the greatest show on earth. And the other was the the mistreatment of the other was the only thing that everyone wanted to see. <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and a pachyderm? What's that? One responds to the whip of the ringmaster. The other responds to the itch of the ringworm. They sound the same. Parasitic organism in my blood. In my blood. Oh, no. Glenn Wolf, who we heard from in the Triple Threat, would also like a song. 
about oh. Wolf Brand Chili. Oh, man. Dedicated to Kaiser Bill. Please play Hungry Like the Wolf. Uh, no, he requested a specific song as oh. well. Okay. Well, there we missed go. It, missed it. I know. You missed, you missed the <laughs> Hungry Like a Wolf there. All right. Sorry, Glenn. We're, we're, we're calling an audible on this song. Glenn, it's hard to find one where they, don't, the, the, they aren't dominated by background lyrics. It's not, sorry. It's, it's Google's fault. Yep. When the moon hits your eyes. Let the wolves out. Thursday night chili, it's time for a bowl. Let's go and have some, it's good for your soul. Wolf is the chili brand that I crave. Inside my tummy, it creates a fucking rage. Team Jacob. <laughs> Chuck roast is ground, and it is brown inside the can. There is a bean, Bang. at least one I've seen. Shit. And it's a chili powder stain. There is a tomato, or some kind of potato. Also some flavorings I see huh? Mouth is alive oh, It's spices from the hive And it's chili made by a wolf <laughs> Oh, people think because I don't have a wolf It's time to eat more chili. chili, you see I haven't gone to the bathroom regularly As a man, each time I eat it, I go right to the can. Say my Airbnb in Lexington. I never can't go if I have to do. I just eat you. Can of a dream right through my seam every time I try wolf chili. If I need to crap. You're the one that I grab off of the shelf and down it quick. You make me go crazy, whooping like lazy. Oh, I shit the wolf chili. Oh, oh, full moon. Oh boy, oh. going right to the bowl. I, I ate the whole can at once. Oh, oh boy, oh. Chili like a wolf. Chili made by wolf. Chili is a wolf. Chili like a wolf. All I need is a smoothie. Like a chili. Chili like a wolf. <laughs> I have some chili still in my pants from where the chili slipped out my rear. I couldn't eat it all, so I kept some in my pants. Now it is mixing with my food. But you can't tell the that is the secret of wolf brand chili. <laughs> it's just the thing going in and out. Yes, it's chili made by a wolf. Hello. Hello. My name is Chef Wolf. I am the one that makes the wolf chili. I'm a wolf. It's hard for me to use utensils. So you'll please forgive the inconsistency of the product. <laughs> 
Thank you very much for enjoying Wolf Chiller. Wolf it down with your pack tonight. Your pachyderm? If that's what you are. Wolf pachyderm, oh jeez. I'll sell to anyone, I don't care. 99 cents a can. 99 cents for a poop dream. <laughs> Is it made from wolf? No, made by wolves. Oh, oh who's there? Oh! <laughs> I'll remember I did that. <laughs> That's a wolf pachyderm. Pachyderm is not hard like to forget. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Love you all. Wolf Bye.